0: Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. Uh, Before we get started, I want to share this announcement about HPR's commitment to supporting the Maui relief efforts. There will be a two-day fundraising campaign on the air this Thursday, August 24th, and Friday, August 25th. And to show your support, please go to the campaign and donation page at hawaiipublicradio.org slash Strong. And, of course, we here at Hawaii Public Radio truly thank you. Now, for today's topic, we're going to talk about scaling your innovation. And I'm happy to have on the show with me Cindy Matsuki from HTDC, Hawaii Technology Development Corporation, and Ian Kitajima from PICTUR. That's Pacific International Center for High-Tech Research. And, of course, he's also with Design Thinking Hawaii. And I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Hey Mary.
0: Hey, Bart. You know this is uh, this is like uh this is like the OG team getting together.
2: <laughs> you know again.
0: Yeah, you know we've uh, we've seen a lot. We've we've been through quite a bit, and uh, at least uh, for the purposes of this uh, show, you know it's been going on for 15 years, and you know I think uh, Ian, you were one of the fir- first people that I've had on the show, and boy. Lots have happened <laughs> uh, between now and <laughs> 2000 and 2008.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, 15 years ago.
0: Yeah. Like years ago. I'm just I'm just so happy that uh, I I I rejoice in the fact that uh, you guys are still with me and still you know <laughs> still fighting <laughs> fighting the good fight. So I want to really uh, Mahalo you guys for doing yeah, that. Yeah.
3: Congratulations. That's a long, that's <laughs> a long run. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. A long
0: run. You know, I was only I was only uh you know. 60 when I started.
1: In your, t- in
0: your teens. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you guys, uh, you guys have um, kind of both uh, moved on, I know you both have uh, sort of origins uh, with with Oceanit, and uh, but I, I do want to kind of uh, catch up with uh, both of you. Like Cindy, I know you've been um, at HTDC kind of for a while now, but you got a pretty m- pretty new job, and I, I've had you be on, on before, but I wanted mm-hmm. to give you a chance to. You know, um, let our listeners kind of, kind of renew their uh, thoughts about what you do over at um, HTDC because it's kind of a new thing.
3: Kind of, I guess I, it's been almost two years mm-hmm. since I've been in this position, but I'm the new um, for the new SBR program manager. So I manage the program that matches grant funding. Hawaii companies that win federal SBIR grants. So those are research and development grants set aside for small businesses. Um, yeah, and what we're trying to do is focus some of those technologies to DOD and as well as other federal agencies. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So it's a, so it's, a Yeah, the oh, SBIR no? is kind of a federal focus, yeah, and, and it's, not, it's not specifically on uh, DOD types of apps. It's, uh, it's across the uh, federal kind of landscape.
3: Yes, yes. There's about 11 agencies that participate, and there's over $4 billion that they set aside for small businesses.
0: So, And the idea definitely. behind small business innovation, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what, what is it that they are looking for? I mean, and, and how, do you, how do you identify what is being looked for and some of the companies that potentially, potentially could deliver on those uh, types of projects?
3: So this is like they, they are branding it as America's largest seed fund,
2: mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. it
3: is, and it's non-dilutive, and it's a grant, so there's no payback. They don't take any equity, so it's a great source of capital, but they're looking for high-risk um, research and development and very new and novel ideas. So if you think you have an idea that could either help the general public or some of the agencies put out specific requests, or challenges that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think your technology or idea could solve those challenges, or if you think you just have a great idea, um, there's agencies that you could submit your your idea, and yeah. they could potentially fund it.
0: So it doesn't have to match up with a, a specific need that that's described by the federal agency. It could just be a, an idea that you come up with yeah. that you might want to pitch. So, so Cindy, in that kind of example, where would they actually? Uh, pitch their idea to
3: so each agency is different so there are some that have open grants like nih Mm -hmm. so if you have a health related idea they don't have any specific topics they'll just take whatever idea you have and consider it and so that's one of the agencies that's grant funded but for an agency like the dod their sbir awards are contract-based So they're actually looking for something Mm -hmm.
0: like a deliverable Mm -hmm. so
3: that's yeah that's the difference and so they actually want they want a solution to one of their problems
0: (laughs) so cindy you know the sbir uh, program is a a nationwide program so Mm -hmm. every every state does every state pretty much have an sbir uh, officer like yourself uh, working on matching matching uh, startups with or businesses with some of these federal opportunities
3: no, so there's the federal program, and Hawaii is one of maybe a quarter of the states that have matching grants mm. for their local companies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think, and Hawaii has the longest running SBIR matching grant in the nation. Oh, so I think that's pretty. Yeah.
0: How would you? How, how would you? How would you stack rank Hawaii against any other states' uh, SBIR program?
3: I think the, we started matching phase 2s and 3s, which is the larger grant.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And ever since we did that, maybe about six years ago, we started in the middle of the pack. We were like 25th out of the nation for SBIR mm-hmm. per capita or per GDP. Mm-hmm. And I think now we're about eight. So we're, we're in the top ten. So wow. I think we're doing pretty well. That's pretty impressive, <laughs> <Yeah>. considering
0: <laughs> wow. you know Hawaii is not a huge state.
3: Exactly, exactly. So I think we are doing really well, um, and over seventy percent of the SBIRs that the the companies get are funded by DoD. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: and I think it's because of where we are and the services that are represented here in Hawaii. So it makes it makes sense.
0: Well, that's great, and you know uh, this show really is. Uh, um, and because I have both of you, both you and Cindy and, and Ian, talking about you know scaling your innovation and SBIR and uh, the federal federal opportunity, I think uh, I think you have some great ideas on, on how we might be able to expand this. So I wanna I wanna uh, bring uh, Ian into this, and Ian. Uh, you got a relatively new new position over at the uh, Pictor, uh, you know, Pacific mm. International Center for High-Tech Research. Uh and and um I know that, you know, you and I've been I mean, I've had you on before talking about some of the things you're doing and and this is a this is a relatively new project that you you kind of uh, brainstorm with Cindy and how did how did that kind of collaboration come about?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Cindy and I used to work together a lot and continue to stay connected. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Cindy, guys, Cindy should talk also about the upcoming, you know, next year, uh, the Pacific Technology. What, did you call, what do you guys call it now, Cindy? The Pacific Technology? Pacific Tech. Pacific Tech yep. Conference is mm-hmm. kind of the, yep. the Small Business Innovation Research Conference.
2: Mm-hmm. And so...
1: At the last conference, Cindy and I were talking, and uh, I was, you know, it, it's such a great opportunity for Hawaii companies uh, to get into the research side, to do things more technical. There's but lots of capital to do this from the federal government. They really are looking for companies and entrepreneurs who want to work in this area. And so that eventually led to this discussion about, like, how do we expand – to create kind of and attract the next generation of technology entrepreneurs, to kind of create the next generation of oceanates. I mean, Oceanate is you know it does amazing things, but how do we how do we make more ocean mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. And I want to say, Isar and now the scientific is a great example of of what happens for a tech entrepreneur who gets into this area and actually grows uh, and, and actually become very successful at doing it, and so. That eventually led to this, you know, broader discussion about, okay, how do we attract uh, these folks uh, beyond just the technology folks we're talking about? So that's why eventually it was like, okay, how do we host an event to attract uh, entrepreneurs, but not necessarily maybe the tech entrepreneurs? They could be a broader set of entrepreneurs, so that's why we're, we're kind of... Putting
0: together this first event that's happening on uh, August 29. So, so Ian, uh, uh, what, I'll, what I do want is for you to kind of further explain how you want to expand beyond the, the tech sector. And I know you have some really uh, kind of innovative ideas to, to do that. So, we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Cindy Matsuki from HCDC and Ian Kitajima from Pictor. And uh, of course, he's also with Design Thinking Hawaii. This is. Byte Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Byte Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono
2: Initiative.
0: Welcome back. This is Byte Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lom. If you're just joining us, we're talking about scaling your innovation with Cindy Matsuki from HCDC and Ian Kitajima from Pictor. And of course, uh, right before the break, uh, Ian was explaining. A little bit about the idea of how do you expand the sort of the reach of the program so that it encompasses more businesses, not your you know, sort of typical tech company, and perhaps widen the opportunity for other uh, businesses to get involved with the you know SBIR and and taking on the kind of kind of the uh, challenge of scaling their innovation for the federal market. And so, Ian, what what's, uh, what what? Are some of your ideas in terms of how you would uh, broaden that reach? I mean, obviously, a lot of the tech companies right. they kind of are tuned in. You know, they they sort of pay attention to sure. a lot of things that that are coming out of H D C But how do you how do you start to broaden that uh, that message?
1: Sure. Like, I, I want to say that um, part of it was you know just trying to think of how do we just attract um, a, an audience beyond just the, the the cyber companies, the small business innovation companies, you mm-hmm. already have. Right? There's, there's a, there's a group of us, but it's like, how do we expand that beyond it? So, I, so part of it was to change the discussion to be broader than just okay, let's learn about uh, small business innovation research grants, but to talk about um, where I feel like there has always been kind of this um, opportunity to connect the folks who are. Been successful doing this kind of work, or just broadly in, around innovation and technology, and how do we prepare this, these guys who are and gals who are successful already, and how do we start engaging them with the younger uh, generation? So, so I, I, I kind of gave the the, the idea of this uh, this code name of calling it next, which is really about how do we prepare the next generation uh, of young. Uh, business uh, leaders mm-hmm. uh, and technology folks. And so so even though the, the talk tends to be a little bit more technology-oriented, I've asked the people who are going to be joining us on August 29th and, and all the other sessions we're going to have to bring one of their young protégés
2: mm-hmm. with them.
1: So, so, you know, the next gathering will have Olin Lagan and Brett Kimura. And I've asked them, these two, uh, and again, they're tech entrepreneurs, but I'm asking them to bring some younger folks with them, to sit with them, to have a dialogue. And it's really about, like, leadership, you know. And, and one of the questions I'm going to ask them is, and this comes from Antipuanani Burgess, is, you know, one question would be, when were you a good follower, right? And what is the legacy you're, you're, you're trying to leave as well? Uh, what are some of the mindset changes we need to make as leaders and change makers, uh, For Hawaii, and so so this is a much broader discussion than just purely technology. My hope is that it will attract um, uh, a broader set of folks to come out and actually join us uh, for this event.
0: So so Ian Ian, unpack for me what that question really uh, kind of aims to uncover. You know about the idea of when did you become a follower?
1: Well, you know, you know, I, I think part of because most, most of these folks are amazing leaders. I mean, they're leading organizations, and as a young person, right, you're not li- yet in that maybe role as a as a leader yet, mm-hmm. uh, not officially. So, so in many ways, I think good leaders uh, come from the fact that they were good followers, right? They, mm-hmm. And they actually saw maybe what was working in the leadership they were following, or maybe not actually working, right? So, I think these these are interesting questions to ask these more senior people, um, as well as, you know, talking to their, you know, having their protégés with them on stage would be great to ask them, like, okay, so, you know, how are you being a good follower? But also, even as a young person, you are always leading as well. So I think this is an opportunity to have a much broader dialogue about this. Uh, And at the same time, we're trying to, ultimately, this is about the beginning of relationships as well. So uh, we'll have some opportunities where we're, we're going to pair up some, you know, we may have some pairing opportunities where a younger person will pair up with a younger person and get to know them. And so uh, this really is ultimately about building relationships uh, across sectors as, a, as well as across genders and, and um, ages and the whole thing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more people that show up, the more diversity we have in the group. Uh, we're not just looking for technology people to join us. We're looking for the broader um, community to join us. So we, I've invited quite a few educators as well
2: mm-hmm, to mm-hmm.
1: come join us as well. So, um, so yeah, August 29th, we're going to be getting out together.
0: So. so, so, Cindy, you know, um, I can see where you know Ian's uh, doing the pitch, and you're probably thinking, yeah, yeah, it's uh, let's take that uh, on as a challenge. and, and Cindy, you're. Pretty much a one-woman team, right? I mean, you're pretty much running the SBIR by yourself, so any help is is welcome, right?
3: <laughs> exactly. That's why we brought Victor on because <laughs> we need help.
0: <laughs> and and you know, I mean, and to your credits in the, you know, this is not. It sounds like a, a a great program. I mean, it and you you have uh, these uh, cohort of companies going through the phase one, phase two, phase three. Ah, uh, but you pretty much you pretty much have to single handedly kind of manage that whole process, right?
3: Well, the matching grant process isn't too bad. Like that's more administrative. Mm-hmm. But I think the harder part is the education piece and the outreach piece, mm-hmm. um, because there are, like Ian said, there's a set of companies that are really good at SBIR. Mm-hmm. You know, they continue to get SBIR, but it's like, how do we reach? New companies that don't necessarily consider themselves as innovative, but I think they could be. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of trying to change their mindset to let them know that they are innovative and that they could qualify. You know, there might be funding available for them to to do this research. And it's not necessarily tech too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of companies in different fields that like AG, there's a lot of Hawaii companies that are they get USDA grants. Yeah. Um yeah that are just doing things differently.
0: Yeah um, so I think uh you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said uh you know outreach because mm-hmm. like you said administrative you know, you can do the paperwork but before, mm-hmm. you know in order for you to really grow the program you got to you got to kind of get out there and mm-hmm. uh doing that you you do need kind of uh, maybe a partner like uh like a picture and and so there's a there's like a formal relationship now between Your SBIR program and and Pictor?
3: Yeah, actually, we have a contract with Pictor to help us do these outreach events. Um, And I wanted to mention that Brett from Revacom is such a great example because they were, they're not a startup, which is what normally people consider SBIR for. Like, they were around for decades i want to say yeah well <laughs> i mean they've been around for a long time well let's, and let's
0: always yeah let's let's delve into that because i've had i've had uh, uh, el denito on and, and talking about you yeah. know the transformation of of Revicom to rvcm and, and and how that all took <laughs> place so let's, let's kind of hold that thought we'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with cindy matsuki from htdc and ian Kitajima from pictor and this is bite marks cafe
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And, of course, uh, we're right here on Hawaii Public Radio. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Cindy Matsuki from HtDC and Ian Kitajima from Pictor. And right before the break, we're talking about... uh, we're kind of getting into uh, the the companies that will be represented uh, at this event coming up on the 29th. and and Cindy, you're talking about Bread and and RVCM, which is really Revacom, kind of uh, s- spelt out in a very innovative mm-hmm. way, and rebranded. Yeah, rebranded, and and uh, you know I, I I know Eldon really well, and and uh, I really am quite amazed at how they transformed their company from what I knew them as before as uh you know, they kinda of started off doing kinda of web design and, and maybe some uh back office uh, development and and they're they're finding this this uh, opportunity in the federal space kinda of came mm-hmm. as a result of S B I R right?
3: Mhm. Yeah, they were in the right place, right time, but I also think they were willing to try. Mhm. So I think um This opportunity was different because the customer actually reached out to them, and they used SBIR as a vehicle to contract with Revacom to start to see if Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
3: what they wanted could be done. And I think the the biggest thing Revacom did was say yes, we'll give it a try. Because I think the first phase was really small. It was like maybe $50,000 Fifty thousand dollars, and then they came in for our matching program. So we gave them a match, and they continued building and building that relationship with the Air Force. And they really liked what they were doing, and it just grew from there, like really quickly.
0: <laughs> and and do so you, think do you recall how the um, the agency found them in the first place? How did that? I mean, obviously that's outreach, right? So so mm-hmm. I got to figure, you know. Elma's gone out and went to a conference, maybe did a pitch, and uh, they heard about it, got back in touch with them, and that's how it all started?
3: (laughs) So this is the story I heard. Okay, okay, Uh, yeah. (laughs) um, They were looking for an SBIR company, so they thought it needed to be a small business. So apparently they didn't really have a clear idea of how to find a small business either because SBA is less than 500 employees. Mm Mm-hmm. But they just happened to be thinking, oh, they needed to be an 8A. Mm, and mm-hmm. so it just so happened that Revicom became an 8A a little while before that. And so they were on their short list of Hawaii companies that were in this specific field to do um, dev ops. I think that has to do with cybersecurity mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. software development. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just reached out to them, and they happened to be an 8A.
0: And and, so and tell tell t- tell me yeah. a little bit what is a what is an eight a exactly? That's just a small business qualification.
3: Yes, so you go through a whole bunch of paperwork and um, due diligence, I think, to prove that you are actually a small business, mm-hmm. and it gives you certain um, privileges. Brown brownie points. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. you're going for a contract, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's and great so they just they lucked out yeah and they said yes we'll give it a try and they just excelled at it and they really liked working with the air force and vice versa and so they continued to build that relationship and they gave them a phase two right after that and it rolled right into a phase three and so it was it was an amazing success story
0: and they they're beyond they're beyond sbr and are any at this point i mean they're actually receiving contracts and from what I understand, one of the most recent contracts was something on the order of a couple couple hundred million dollars.
3: Yes, yeah, so that's an <laughs> IDIQ. It's like three hundred million dollars with um, Medicare, Medicaid.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, and and Ian, you know, um, I know you mentioned mm-hmm. Olin, and uh, you know, I know Olin as well, and and he's a very strong proponent of of uh, you know indigenous knowledge and and looking at how to weave kind of uh, culture into technology and so how did you what is it that you wanted to really you know get get uh, Olin to articulate in terms of helping to broaden broaden the message to to people that might be interested in the program? Well
1: I mean, if you've ever you know for folks who don't know I mean Olin Lagan, I mean I've been a big fan of Olin for a while. Mm-hmm. He's just a amazing um, just an amazing uh, individual. Such, so visionary, so talented, so giving, um, so focused on bringing communities together that I just, you know, it was just like, okay, we're going to kick this off. Who would be, you know, again, a, a bit of a tech person, but it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the way I look at Olin is, um, you know, he's he's um, such a great individual. And, and I wanted somebody like that to help us kick this off. And then, of course, you have Revacom's, Amazing transformation, right? Because, so, you know, in a sense, I knew Elden guys when they were a web development company,
2: yeah. you know,
1: 20-plus years ago, right? right? So, again, and I remember them, you know, Elden guys saying, hey, Ian, we want to, you know, when I was at Ocean, hey, we want to get into the SBIR stuff. How do we get into it? And so we just gave them materials. They went to HDDC, you know, um, various workshops. And, you know, it's just an amazing story. And so just getting these two folks together, I thought, would be a a great story of how do you go from, you know, the innovation side to eventually scale up. And if you ever uh, get a chance to, and hopefully you can come out and and hear Olin speak about so many things that he has done that really did go from a napkin to something that has really scaled up and have become um, very successful to actually help, you know, millions of people. And so um, he's just and so humble, and he's such a great guy. You know, and of course, Bright is also he's kind of a young leader now at, at Revacoff.
0: And
1: uh, yeah, it's going to be an amazing series. So it's really to connect again today's leaders uh, to Hawaii's next generation of leaders. So really looking forward for people coming out.
0: Now you you just uh, kind of gave an indication that this is not a one shot deal. This is a series, and and I'm 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 glad that you're you're um, earning. The contract money that you're getting from HTDC to uh, continue <laughs> continue this uh, program. So, what do you what do you have in mind in terms of continuing oh. the series, and and uh, what would you like to see as some some outcomes?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, we actually used up all the money that Cindy's already given
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is this good <laughs> for you, one? thing? <laughs> we
1: put this together. This, this is a lot of work. We <laughs> out. So, but um. Uh, you know, I actually do want to get innovation in government as one of the topics, so that's one of the, the uh, next ones that we want to put together again. But again, still with the format of the you know today's leaders kind of working with kind of the next generation of young leaders, so really connecting those uh, the two sides of it. Mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. is around innovation and government, and then the last one uh, we're planning for is um, uh, Antipornani Burgess and Noe Kalipi. Uh, two amazing uh, Native Hawaiian women who are doing so much in the community, uh, as, as again to attract and again build a, a gathering of folks that are not just part of, it's not just doing tech, right? We really want to expand this to a much larger audience of folks, because uh, if if innovation comes from diversity, we, that's what we're really shooting for. We really want to have a diverse crowd of folks that would come out and join us and, and
0: connect. So, so, yeah. so so, Cindy, where can we find uh, information about this event and, and actually sign up?
3: So the event's on Eventbrite, and it's also on our social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, I shall put that up on our show notes for later on. It's coming up this uh, uh, next week, Tuesday, the 29th, and it's going to be held over at the uh, Sandbox. So uh, be sure to put that up on our show notes for later on. Sini Matsuki is the SBR program manager over at HDDC, and Ian Kitajima is the president over at Pictor. And of course, uh, he also co founded Design Thinking Hawaii. And both of you, I want to thank you for joining me today.
3: Thanks, Thanks Bert. Thank you, Bert.
0: And of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about what it means to do a speed test on the internet with UCLA. If you have missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And of course, our engineers David Chong. You can catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. In the meantime, you stay safe, you stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.